MSW Media. Hi, this is Pat Oswald. And this is Meredith Salinger. And you're listening to What We're Drinking with the very handsome Dan Dunn. <laughs> glug, glug. Glug, glug. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. I'm Dan Dunn. This is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn, and this is part two of our wildly entertaining wine, holiday wine special. Part one was all white wine. This episode, we will be focusing on the red wines, which are a little little bit more uh, savory, robust, big. That's what we're doing I don't know. I, I can't tell you what we're doing. That's why I have someone here who knows of what she speaks. Mm. She is, you see her on Psalm TV. Everybody's watching Psalm TV these days. She is starring in the current season of Sparklers. Sparklers, a series on Psalm TV. Claire Copey. Hello. Hey-o. Hey-o. Welcome back. Yeah. It's, like I, it's like I just saw you. Just a moment ago, we were yes. drinking white wines, and now we're drinking now red. Now we're yeah. doing red. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. This oh. is great. I mean, you know, nothing says the holidays like having you here. You, you, you know, you, <laughs> really? radi- you radiate an energy, a very positive, <laughs> festive energy. That makes me happy, because yeah. I love the holiday season. So, thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, well, no, let's, no. now let's get to it, shall no, let's we? drink. We got five wines. Mm. These are all wines that we recommend to you. Out there, the listening public, uh, to you know, pick up this holiday season. And Claire, I think you mm. should choose where we start today. All right. Well. Oh wait, wait. wait. Oh. I forgot one thing. I forgot to tell you. We're also recording this where we did part one, Baby Blues Barbecue in Venice, California, yeah. the finest barbecue place in all the land. And we have some food that we're going to be pairing. With these wines. So we got a little bit of meat, we got a little bit of fish, we got some pork, and we got some desserts. Yeah. And we're gonna and Claire's gonna learn us on the the delicate art of pairing oh, yes. red wine with food. The delicate art of yes. pairing. Yes. Or the black art. Black art. The adventure, really. Yeah. All right, so what do we got? Uh well I think we should start with the uh, the Pinot Noir, the Love Block uh, New Zealand Pinot Noir. Okay. Call me crazy, but I think we should start there. Love Block Pinot Noir. 2020. This is from the central Otago mm. region. Can you tell us a little bit about that region? Uh, it is it is famed for its Pinot Noirs. This is where uh, your premium Pinot Noirs are going to be coming from uh, New Zealand for the most part. There are a couple other regions that are doing a lovely job with this as well. Um, I find that a lot of these Pinot Noirs... Um, they're not going to be as, uh, lean as say a burgundy, a red burgundy. Uh, they have a, 
a slight richness to them, a little bit more baking spices. I find clove to be a fun kind of signifier on these Pinot Noirs. I could be wrong, but uh, that's kind of when I smell a New Zealand, especially Central Otago Pinot Noir. I smell that kind of cozy clove on there, but still an elegant, elegant wine. Pinot Noir shouldn't be too heavy. Um, and I think this might be kind of fun to pair with our uh, catfish that we have. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. Love Block is made by Kim Crawford, correct? It, apparently, yes. Yeah, that's what's going on there. Uh, Small just, little producer you may well, have heard people, of. People know who Kim Crawford is out Are there, you? and and uh, yes. this is one of one of the wines that's made there. In uh, Marlborough is the also the area there, but let, mm. let's try this thing. Let me. Oh, let's. Mm. Cozy smell. Yeah, it uh, it does. It's very it's very bright. Got some black cherry on Absolutely. there. I think. Is it weird? But I'm getting a like a mushroomy. Not weird at all. That's very normal for Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir should, if if you have a fruit bomb of a Pinot Noir, it's not a good Pinot Noir. It should have earth. It should have something kind of like yeah. sexy and funky about it. A little bit of like, I think. I get like a toast, like toasted bread, sort of a little. Yeah, a little bit of that. absolutely. There's um, I like the mushroomy comment you made there. But it's like this um cedary, kind of like foresty. It's like this earthiness. It's funk. Now you would think. A lot of times people naturally just assume red wine, mm-hmm. dark, you know, red meat. Sure. But I, I think we're going to try the catfish Indeed. Now, why are we doing that? Well, because it is a, a highly seasoned dish. So they have a lot of um, kind of blackening seasoning on this, which is going to give it a little spice. Fortunately, uh, Pinot Noir shouldn't be too high alcohol of a wine. Not that I think any wine should be too high alcohol, but... Uh, uh, it's a slightly more restrained red wine. This is 13.5. Yes, 13.5, which is, frankly, on the high end a little bit for a Pinot Noir. But uh, still restrained, I think. And it's got, like we mentioned, those kind of cozy spices to pair with this. And catfish is not a super light, delicate fish either. It's got a little uh, it's got a little backbone. It's got a little meatiness to it. So oh, it can stand up. Indeed. Hmm. Yeah, I... The ripe cherry flavor on there is really going well, I think, with this fish. Yeah. You could, I could see this actually mm-hmm. like salmon almost or Absolutely. T- turkey maybe. Dude, when I, so when I was running the wine program at Sushi Note, our salmons, our tunas, when we would do the wine pairing with our omakase, those fattier fish I would always put with a, an elegant lighter red wine, a Nebbiolo, uh, Pinot Noir, you know, Burgundy or something like that. Um, and they, they killed. They absolutely killed. So, yeah. Depending on the fish, you don't always have to pair with white. I don't know what this costs. What do you a have to, if you had to guess, money. what would you say? Well, it's produced by a... Sorry, if, only, if only there were some sort of a uh, thing that could tell us. I always love it when people call a restaurant and they're like, what's your address? And it's like, what's right next to where you just found this phone number? It's about anyway, 25 bucks. I was going to say, it's probably like 22 bucks. Or something like that. Oh. 25. Mm. Mm. I like this. It's a nice little start to the, start to the episode. Indeed. Nice one to bring, and it's, it's versatile. Too. This is important for the holiday season, right? If you, you go to a party, Absolutely. you're not even sure what they're serving. You can't go wrong with a good Pinot Noir, because it's going to be good with a wide variety of things. It's going to be good by itself. If you bring like a really heavy, over-extracted red, most people are going to like it, but as far as food pairing, it's going to obliterate a lot of foods. Okay. Yeah. I like this. It's nice, yeah? All right. Yeah. So, what are you going to move on to now? Um... And by the way, everyone, so people know, if you didn't hear the last episode, Claire hails from the Chicago area. Yeah, yeah. She has been sommelier at some of the finest 
establishments here in the greater Los Angeles area, including Republic, the aforementioned Sushi Note. She is on Som TV. You can find Som a TV. lot of stuff on there. With you. Oh, yeah. You're it's all an over incredible that. You're resource. You're all over that thing. Yeah. Som TV is awesome. I just subscribed. Like oh, thank you. Thank it was you so 50 much for bucks supporting. For 50 bucks for the year. <laughs> you should have waited for the other deal. It was 20 bucks for the whole year. What? Cyber Monday, yo. It's a thing. That's Damn. the thing, though. There's always deals. There's always a deal. I got jobbed. I know. Man. Bummer. <laughs> I could have played the media card, you too, probably, and probably. said, hey, can I get a media free <laughs> No, you know what? I want to support I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. No, it's um, it's a really great service. It's the same people who uh, created the Psalm documentaries of, of fame. Um, and then they created this standalone streaming service. It's food. It's wine. It's many beverages. It's the history of wine. And it's uh, it's fascinating. There's a ton of great content on there. I'm, I, I love working with these people. They're just genuinely good people, too. I'm not just saying that. Like, I am delighted Where, are, to work with Is there with something in your eye? Or why are you winking? Why are you winking? <laughs> I just love love. Winking. Uh, no, you're... It, it, that helps. <laughs> I, I was tooling. I was tooling around on it. There was a you do a segment where the you blind taste. They wrap the bottle and you can't see what you're drinking, nope. and, and then you're you're I, a lot of really great content on there. There, there really gonna, is. Huh. They do a bunch of. They did a whole documentary with the Rothschild family that they never get access to those people. So like it's. <laughs> It's a bunch of like crazy Mouton, stuff. You're talking about Mouton, Mouton Rothschild? Lafitte, the Rothschilds, yeah, the banking family, also uh. the wine family. They're the, one of the richest families in the world. And they don't talk to just anyone, you know? Oh. Yeah. Is that, can you keep doing that accent? Mm, the rest no. Of it? I don't know what it is. It's like half German, half French. That is Asian. Are they wealthy? <laughs> just a little bit. Well said. Whenever you can throw Lemmy in there. Can't hurt. Talking about rich people. Can't hurt. Can't hurt. Rich um, people. Anyway, what, what were we doing? Um, why? We're doing why. That's right. Now we get to the next one. Should we jump onto a new one? I think we should. Okay. Um, now, I think we should do the. Is it Aravata? Oh. Is that how do you pronounce that? Aravata. Aravata Garnacha. This That's is from Arizona. It's from Arizona. It's from our good friend. Maynard James Keenan, his day job, Megan Wine, his night job. He's the front man for numerous bands, including Tool, Perfect Circle, and Pussifer. Tool, haven't heard of him. Just date him. Yeah, just date <laughs> them. It's just date them. That's the, that's the uh, on, on Claire's dating profile, she's like, I'm looking for Tool. And all if the any exes are listening, it's not you. I'm talking about the other one. Yes, that's right. <laughs> So this is from the uh, Kedusha Cellars, is Maynard's. He has Merkin Vineyards and Kedusha Cellars. It's from the Elefante Block in Cornville, Arizona. Hmm. They planted that back in 2012, 30 acres. This is, this is an Italian clone, right? Garnacha? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, that's uh, highly contested between Spain and France. Oh. France says it's uh, their grape. Spain says no, no. Wow. It is ours. But uh, they use the Spanish name for it, which is Garnacha. 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 All right, can we try some? Uh, I guess. <laughs> this is cool. I honestly, I've... Oh, God. Tried to... Why did I pour it with my left? My... Okay. Ugh, that was dumb. Um, I haven't had a ton of wines from Arizona. I think I've only had one when I was briefly working at Augustine Wine Bar in the Valley. 
Because they always have cool new things. Cheers. You can already see. I mean, this is like light bodied. I can read through this damn wine, which makes me happy because it means it's not going to be a giant bomb of a wine. Okay, hold on a second. And I like Grenache. That's not too heavy. All right, so this. Smells like plums. You enjoying it? Mm -hmm. Oh, that might be nice with the catfish, too, actually. Uh, What's happening? Well, if we're going to drink Maynard's wine, we should be listening to uh, Maynard's fair. music, right here. I'm so focused on the wine and the food. Ah, uh, it's so good. It's very light. It's very fresh. Claire's about to rock out. This is... WXTW coming at you live from Baby Blue's Barbecue. Here's the latest from Tool. <laughs> oh, turn that down. It works. Sued. Uh, oh, it works. All right. Dude, this rocks with the cod. That the is cod to the catfish. Wow. The catfish. We've been drinking. <laughs> no, this is really good with the catfish, actually. Are you having cod? <laughs> Off to the side. I didn't want to tell you about what it. What about this? What about this thing here? <laughs> you just pick that up with your fingers. I'm picking up with my fingers. Philly. That's a uh, brisket. The bri- uh, no. no, that's the tri tip that you just tried. Tri tip. Oh, that's really good. With that's the your meat, right? Mm. Mm. You're from Philly. Yeah, what's it to you? Nothing. Just makes sense. <laughs> Watch yourself over there. So, are you a Flyers fan? I'm ten and two against uh, women from Chicago, so you don't want to mess with me. <laughs> ten and Jesus Christ. <laughs> You should no, have a you separate should, podcast. You should have seen those other two, though. They were dogs. Very, very cheap fighters. <laughs> Didn't play by the rules. All right, we so don't. Th- this wine, <laughs> we don't do Maynard's that. wine, early pick, whole clustered, yeah, wild that's... fermented, uh, extended maceration, which is most of my adolescence, extended hmm. maceration. I don't think that's what you mean. This was aged in concrete eggs. Now, why yeah. would you do that? Well, um... Uh, concrete is porous, but uh, lets in a little less oxygen than, say, a barrel. But it's not as uh, closed off as stainless steel. Um, it also allows for a lot of um, uh, stirring of the wine. I'm trying to like make this relatable. Uh, but it, it provides a wonderful texture for the wine, those concrete eggs, just because the shape of them kind of keeps the wine moving and lets in a little air, but not as much as, say, a barrel. Okay. I just made that all up, by the way. I can tell. Because it looks really nice and you can paint them for Easter, yeah? Are you are you telling stories here? This, uh, do you vow for the record that everything you're telling us on this show is accurate? Everything I tell you is true. To my knowledge. Comma, your honor. <laughs> it's time to it's find before. out whether uh, like Claire Copey really is the wine expert. She says she is. She's a liar. She's a fraud. So as we did on the previous episode, we will oh, once crap. again be going back to the best-selling tome <laughs> by Dan Dunn, that's me, yours truly, uh, American Wino, A Tale of Reds, Whites, and One Man's Blues, makes a perfect holiday gift to go along with these wines, available wherever books are sold. Books are be, wherever they be. Jeffrey Bezos. Okay. <laughs> Give him more of your money. He doesn't need it. <laughs> All right. We're just going to go with basic Ooh. tasting terms. Okay. Heard. We're going to quiz you on these, see if you get them right, Claire. Ready? All right. Ready. You define them. Here we go. Opulent. <laughs> That's an official tasting term. Opulent, uh, it's rich, it's bold, it's exciting, it's over the top, it's extravagant. It's, it's a good. rich wine. 
American Wino describes, <laughs> defines opulent as another way of saying full-bodied without fat-shaming a wine. And, you, you know, in today's, you don't want to fat-shame. You don't want to do That's that. why you say she's thick with, like, two Cs, you know. Okay. Yeah. Thick with two Cs. She's yeah. thick with two Cs. Flamboyant. Wine is described as flamboyant. What does it mean? I would say it's very bright. It's very sassy. It's quirky. It might uh, push against the norm a little bit. Um, it knows who it is, and it doesn't care that it's a little out there and pushing against the grain. Best served with show tunes. That's, that's right. Flamboyant is wine is best served with show tunes. All right. Absolutely. Food friendly. When they say a wine is food friendly, what do they mean? That means that it will pair with a wide range of foods. So it's generally a high acid, low tannin, low alcohol wine. High acid, low tannin. High. Yeah. Uh, according to the book, food friendly means it. Ha- I say according to the book. I wrote the book. Yes, not, not according to me. According to the experts. according to me, it has no beef with beef. It's cool with kale and sociable with sociables. Remember the little Senator. crackers? I mean, behind you. I'm reaching there. I am reaching. All right, got one more, and then we'll get back to the wine, and then we'll continue this. Cool. When someone says a wine is buttery, mm. what are they saying? What are they saying? I don't know if people know what they're saying when a wine is buttery. Um, it could mean a variety of things. Usually people are using it in reference to a buttery Chardonnay. So that means it's usually going to be a uh, Chardonnay from a New World producer that's using a heavy amount of new oak, which gives it that vanilla texture or uh, flavor, I should say. Uh, and it's uh, very, very ripe grapes and full malolactic fermentation. According to Dan Dunn, author of American Wino, buttery is the preferred passive-aggressive way for <laughs> California Chardonnay haters <laughs> to describe Chardonnay cougar juice. made in California. Is that cougar juice? There are beautiful Chardonnays made in California, by the way. Don't knock it off. What about Realist. a wine that's described as chewy? Chewy, just it means it's very textural. Generally, uh, if I'm describing a wine as chewy, it's maybe a little higher in tannin. Okay. Well, according to this... It's so tannic, it dries out your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Or you forgot to spit out your gum. Mm, I was about to make a joke, and I'm not going to say it. When a wine is described as dry, <laughs> what, what wines fall into that category? Dry. <sighs> Jesus, we could talk about this for an hour. Uh, a dry wine is a, a lack of noticeable residual sugar. Again, uh, higher tannin wines will make the perception of the wine being drier much uh, more noticeable. Most still wines actually fall into this category. You could also substitute Dimitri Martin-esque, Saharan, <laughs> or Moistless. Moistless. To impress at tastings. Yes. When someone says a wine is complex, what do they say? Well, it means that you're, you're smelling and tasting a lot of different things. There's a lot of different layers. There's complex, uh, complexity. There's nuance to it. Um, and that it, uh, it changes, you know, as it opens up. According to the book's... According to the book, complex translates to, quote, I actually have no clue what I'm fucking tasting. It's very complex. Uh, very complex. There's a lot going on in this wine. Okay. All right. We'll come back to this. That's fair. We'll come back to this. But now we've got to move on. Now, we're, we're moving on from Maynard's from Caduceus, the Aravata, the 2018, which is $50 a bottle, by the way. We're looking for it. You oh can find goodness. it at caduceus.org. Uh, it's nice. Fan of this one. You're our fan. Yeah, I think it's a nice. I like it. Um, it for me, it stays true to the spirit of Grenache or Garnacha, um, and it's light and it's fresh, and it's juicy and it's yummy. 
So, uh, yeah, I, I support this one. I you're do. Giving, you're giving the caduceus the Claire Copy seal of approval. I'm giving the caduceus the Claire Copy seal of approval. No, it's, it's quite yummy. Um, I, would, I would drink this again for sure. Friends, with Fresh Victor, making delicious craft cocktails has never been easier. This holiday season, try their line of award-winning delicious cocktail mixers with any spirit or sparkling wine, and you're good to go. Enjoy your guests without the stress of having to play master mixologist. At Fresh Victor, they source only the finest and freshest ingredients, including cold-pressed juices, to create healthier, clean-label cocktail mixers. And Fresh Victor just came out with a winter cocktail recipe book you can flip through online or download and print. Just go to their Instagram, at Fresh Victor Cocktails, and click on the link in the bio to find that book. And that's not all. Act now to get 20% off Fresh Victor mixers. Simply go to FreshVictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code WWD20 to get 20% off your order. The holidays are here. It's time to treat you and yours with the very best mixers on the market. And that's Fresh Victor. This episode is brought to you by Batiste Rum, a true original. The only American-aged rum made from single-origin, 100% fresh cane juice. They make it in a way that generates zero durable waste and is carbon-negative from ground glass. First rum in the world to do it this way. And with the holidays upon us, I am all about Batiste Rum Reserve. It's exceptionally clean-tasting, rich, and flavorful. It's a must-have for any serious spirits enthusiast and makes for a fantastic gift for anyone who loves discovering great new hooch. And right now, through the holidays, Batiste is offering my listeners 20% off their reserve rum. To get this deal, go to BatisteRum.com. That's B-A-T-I-S-T-E-R-H-U-M.com. Order and enter code RESERVE at checkout for 20% off Batiste Reserve Rum. Stay warm and sustainable this holiday season. Put on your favorite holiday album, pour a finger or two or three of Batiste Rum Reserve, and bring on the jolly. Hey, Dan, it's Patty Murin, Broadway's Princess Anna. Do you want to drink a bourbon? Yes, I do. Do I have a shot on Broadway? Sure. All right. So now what's the, uh, what's the next one we got here? Oh, crap. I don't know. Um, let's do the, let's do the Rioja. Yeah? Are you running out of steam? Because uh, no. we, we could do four Honey, more. my second wind is just around the corner. We could do four in. more episodes of this show. Don't don't screw yourself by saying that now. All right, what are we doing? Let's do the uh, the by Rioja. The way, yeah? By the way, yeah. I just lived through COVID. I'm used to screwing myself. Okay, oh, I've gotten really honey, good you and at it. Both cheers, right, Jesus. We We're sad. And We're so sad and lonely. Someone love us. <laughs> you know, it's it is the holidays. love me for me. Happy holidays to you. God damn, I love that thing so much. It's so cute. Um, I feel like it's breakup season, though, right? I feel like everybody's breaking up. Are we, are we it's right before up? the holidays. Claire, are we breaking up already? I'm so done with this. Oh, my God. I'm just staying here for the We're food. We're only two episodes in. That's usually it's how over. long my relationships last, right. so you're lucky. So this one we got here <laughs> is Baronia. Baronia Gran, Gran Reserva. Reserva 2012. From got a little Rioja. age on this she thing. Sure do. Uh, this, this uh, by the way, the Rioja Regulatory Council classified the 2012 harvest officially mm. as very good as look at them they're not prone to hyperbole there they're, it's very good 
It's all right. Yeah. Sounds like how my father <laughs> described my my academic. <laughs> you did very good. It's fine. <laughs> so this is a combination of grapes we got here. Uh, I'm not sure about this Tempranillo, particular vintage, Graziana, but it's... Graziana, and Matsuela. 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 Um, but it is, depending on the vintage, I think, for this guy, but I think it's heavily, predominantly Tempranillo. Yeah. And look at this. It's a very deep, She's pretty. deep garnet Oh, yeah. Color it's opaque. Here, like, right? I can't yeah, see... Yeah, it's, um... It's opaque. Um, and the, the wonderful thing about Rioja is you get so much bang for your buck as far as these wines go, because a lot of houses don't release their wines until they're kind of ready to drink. So 2012, this is probably a relatively recent release for this house. And also it's a Gran Reserva, so by law, it needs to age longer before they can release it in bottle. So, so what, your, what, what does that mean? So with uh, Rioja, you have different levels. In a lot of regions, you have that. You've got your... Let's just, for the sake of simplifying this, say you have your base level, your crianza, and they have a lower age requirement. Then you have your reserva, so those need to stay in barrel a bit longer. And then you go into your gran reserva, and those have to stay even longer in the barrel before you can bottle them, and also bottle age them, and then release them onto okay. the market. So they want to make sure that these wines are ready to drink before you can buy them. So this wine, for instance, spent 28 months exactly. in French oak, and then an, an additional 36 months in bottle. Right? In bottle. Yeah. So, so a lot of them take in, that What's baseline. happening in bottle then after the... After it's the, settling. Everything's integrating. You're getting that little bit of oxygen that's coming in because this is a natural cork that just that little bit. Oxygen is like arsenic, if, you'll, if you think about it that way. Because arsenic was actually used in very small amounts as... Uh, as as a healing method. So if you were sick, you could you could use a little bit of arsenic to save your life. Too much arsenic will kill you, right? A little bit of oxygen helps a wine integrate and open up. That's why people swirl their wines or decant certain wines when they open them up. Uh, too much oxygen will, as we talked about in our last episode with oxidation, it'll kill the wine. Um, so a little bit's good. So it's just giving everything time to integrate, to settle down. It's been aging in oak, which is adding to tannic structure. So everything just kind of needs to soften up, come together. Do you have come together on your Because <laughs> <laughs> that would No, work. I don't. Um, uh, how it about just this? gives it time to mellow. How about the James Bond theme? Sure. <laughs> Can I interest you in a James Bond theme? Always. Now we feel badass. All right, enough of that. Okay. So we've. What are we on now? We're on our. This is our third wine. I'm enjoying it. Let's go quickly back to some of these terms. You're doing very well, by the way, oh, on the you. wine terms. You we should eat this with the brisket, by the we way. We left off at complex. No oh, good. So now we're going to go mm. with mm-hmm. big. Big. Not as a loaded ass thing to ask me. If you know me at all, you should never have okay. let me into that. I'll, I'll give you that one. It's just goddamn big. California Cabernet. A, a lot of guys think they are. <laughs> yeah, all right. The thing Dan deludes himself uh, into, yeah. Okay, I got you. Right. A big uh, wine, high alcohol. Foxy. Foxy. Foxy is usually in relation to, um, sorry, I'm chewing. Foxy is usually in relation to... Um, God, I can hear myself chewing, and it's disgusting. No, please, keep going. So many sounds. Um, Foxy is usually in relation to the uh, Vitis Labrusca grape varietal, so that's indigenous to North America. And any time that you have a Vitis Labrusca or Vitis Labrusca, Vitis vinifera, so that's Vitis vinifera is your basic grape varietals that we all know, you know, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Cab. Uh, So when they do hybrid blends of those, 
the Labrusca gives it what they call this foxy quality, which frankly, I still have no fucking clue what that means on the palate, other than like a gaminess, I guess, okay. like a wildness. I don't know. According to American Wino, foxy means it looked really hot in the 60s. <laughs> All right, what about funky? Uh, funky? From foxy lately, to funky. Funky can mean a variety of things, depending on who sang it. Uh, it could mean it's messed up to some people. Uh, to other people, it's like, oh, I just want like a really natural, like funky wine. Uh, so funky can mean cool to some people. It can mean fucked up to others. According to American Wine, <laughs> funky means it sounded great in the seventies. <laughs> so we've got we've got Foxy, which looked really hot looked in the sixties. Funky sounded great in the seventies. Sure, flock of seagullsy. There you when go. Someone describes a wine as flock of seagullsy. They mean it came and went in the eighties. Sure did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, what about oxidized? What does that mean? Didn't we do this in the last one? Oxidized. I can't. You can't keep remember? Track of what happened on the last an hour episode? Ago. It was a while ago. It, oh, that's right. It was weeks ago. Weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, as I tell you. We haven't been drinking this whole time. No. Claire, that come would on. be irres- irresponsible. Irresponsible. Uh, so, yeah, we just talked about oxygen in small amounts. How about as last I- night? You might have noticed Daddy acting a little strange, and you probably don't understand why. I understand why. You were wasting. I admit it. I didn't know when to say when. That's like old Simpsons. What is that, like season two? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, and I want to get into my Simpsons. Then we can always do it. If, if, I, if something really bad goes wrong on the show, we do this one. Don't, 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 That's awesome. Oh, Jason keeps going. You bug! Hey, you Oh, that's when he You better go! I'm gonna go! If you do that! That's very bad. It's, it, just know that it's fun for us, everybody at you home. Need, you need all the Ralphie sounds. Uh, okay, oxidized, <laughs> which we did do on the last yeah. one, but I, I, I remind there everyone. several definitions. And this one, it says oxidized. Hey, look at me and my big wine words. There you go. <laughs> which um, is basically where we're at at this point. Leathery. Leathery. Um, so this is a... a term that we use to describe wines that uh, generally have a little bit of uh, age on them. As wines age, their fruit notes start to become less bright and vibrant and more dried, and the tertiary or earthy notes like leather and tobacco come out. So okay. it's usually an older wine. Older Bordeaux are rather leathery, as is your I've, grandmother. I've defined it as hints of my ball sack. Yeah, leathery. Uh, just hints. Just hints. That, and that then corner. you've got jammy, which of course we all know is a yeah. wine that is spreadable Jesus. on toast. Yeah. Basically, yeah. It's so high in alcohol, it stands on its own. Vegetals, vegetal. <laughs> if somebody describes vegetal, you say, "Which one of you motherfuckers put carrots in my cab, Frank?" <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! How dare you! I do love a cab, Frank. Uh, fruit forward. So that's when all the fruit is shining. It's just fruit, 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 fruit. Yeah, forward. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I wrote in the book because I'm, I'm way more involved. This is now. like a teabagging kind yeah. of thing that you're doing. Yeah. No, no, no. My I wrote book. this book six, went there. six years ago. I'm way more involved. When you were 17? Yeah. Um, savory. Savory, just hinting at um, less fruit, more like, you know. Fruit backward. Uh, fruit fruit backward. backward. There you go. I teed that yeah. up for you, Claire. Thank and thank finally, when someone describes wine as flabby, what are they saying? There's no backbone or structure to it. Some winemaker let their grapes sit on the vine for way too fucking long. And just let it become a 15% fruit bomb of a wine with no tannin or acidity. You, you know your stuff. Well, According to the book, it lacks acidity, which you just said. Hey-oh. And often has trouble finding clothes that fit well. 
Join the club. Flabby. That was me over COVID. Yikes. <laughs> well, you've nailed it again. Hey-o. Claire Copy, you are a master of... Are you actually a master of wine? No, you absolutely be, not. Though, right? You could be. There's... Mm, by no means could I. If I sat down and buckled in and studied really hard, sure. But Any uh, desire to do that? At some point, maybe. Um, I'm still toying with the idea of maybe one day going through my advance through the court, but I think they have... Um, They've made some good progress, but I think that they need to make some more. Um, as far as we're talking about, not getting sexually uh, you harassed. No, there's that. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun <laughs> I mean, if, if the that court would stop of happening. Is, uh, has had and then some holding issues. those people accountable, yeah, fully, all of them. Um, but I think <laughs> I, I I have high hopes going forward, and there are a lot of other wonderful places to study and learn that are much more inclusive and much more uh, friendly to the wine community as a whole. Yeah. So for now, I eagerly anticipate them growing and getting better. <laughs> but for the time being, I'm good where I am, and I'm good learning from much smarter, wiser people around me. So, Just so you know, yeah. on this show, <laughs> you don't ever have to worry about any sort of inappropriate sexual behavior on this show. Just dancing hey, and good vibes on this oh, show. Hey, oh, hey, oh. Yeah. People are, cool. this, this is the point of the show where people are like, okay, Dan, let's get back to the, the wine. What we're talking about? <laughs> All right. So um, what do we got? We got two more. We have two so more. So far we've had the Caduceus, the Love Rock, and the Baronia. The Rioja. Let's move on to a fun one, the Carmanier from Primus. Okay. From the... Chagua Valley. All right, we're going on to the. Which one is this? It's, it's an excellent question. I don't know. You Primus. Okay, got it. Primus Comanier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the Col- Colchagua. Colchagua Valley. This is a 2018. Carmanier. Okay. Glug glug glug. That. Oh, that looks really good. Thank you. It's cool. This uh, this grape's doing really well in Chile. These are some of the highest vineyards in the world in this area. Um, as well as Argentina, so that altitude just really lends wonderful structure to these wines. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's funky. Talk about so funky wine, but in a nice way, not a fucked 14% up way. alcohol on this. Yeah. You've got so a, uh, this is all organic farming they're doing there as well. Nice. And that matters to people, right? I think It does. Yeah. I do have to point out, not that everyone in the wine world is listening right now, a lot of people think that organic, it's just this buzzword, and it's like, must be good. They're not using any pesticides or anything. And it's like they can still use certain sprays. So I just want to point that out. Organic doesn't mean it's the holy grail of everything. It's very hard to become certified organic. And you have to really work at it and be sustainable. And usually they're also biodynamic, which is great. But um, organic doesn't mean that they're not using sprays. That's good. I like that you're. People I like that. that. You're, well, I like you're laying some truth on my listeners. A lot of people just like use that as buzzwords to like be like it's organic, so it's good. And people, I don't blame. Like you, you're not going to do that research. You're trusting these people. No. Organic means you can still use certain sprays. I'm so what saying. is it? What's the ultimate then in sustainability? What would be the designation on a wine? Oh, geez. I think if somebody's both organic and also biodynamic, because if they're biodynamic, they can't use those. Um, chemical sprays or uh, anything like that. It's, it's all got to be kind of sustainable and, and coming from the land. Um, they'll actually, what they'll do is um, they will uh, take a uh, bull's horn or a cow's horn, I should say, and they'll pack it with manure and they'll bury it for like six months. Okay. And then they 
unbury it. This is all on the proper days based off of astrological and astronomical charts, which a lot of people are like, that's hoodoo. But they'll take that uh, you fertilizer. Do you say that's, that's hoodoo? hoodoo? Do you hoodoo. have something? Who do you think you are? Who do, you- do you have a soundbite or no? Yeah, hold on. You're looking for it. Colonel Justin, did you order the code <laughs> You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. I'll answer. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want, I want the, the truth. truth. You can't handle the truth. We can, though, Claire. So tell us the truth about biodynamic. We want to know. Well, there's a whole there's the whole fucking thing about it. But uh, they they unbury those horns after six months or so, and they blend that now compost, that manure that's been sitting there and becoming so rich in minerals and vitamins over that whole time. And they mix it with hot water, and they spray it out over the, the vineyards as a natural fertilizer. So it's pretty cool. I appreciate the biodynamics want to use all of the ecosystem um, in kind of a symbiotic relationship. They often have farms and animals that are running free through the vineyards to fertilize them. So it's, it's, I think it's a noble thing to try and leave the it place better. It sounds very bucolic. Yes, it sounds... <laughs> it is. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to make the, the world a more sustainable, happy place for the generations after us, though, because we've really fucked it up. So anybody Jesus, who's trying... Get you bring it. But anyway, Jesus, wine. Are we going on tangents or what? Wow. Look at uh, you bringing the mood down. And happy holidays to you, my friend. We're all going to die. <laughs> what, what difference does it make? So, take these advantage south- of your time. <laughs> By the way, Claire, these are south-facing vineyards. Who cares? Who cares? We're all going to die. Um, They're catching uh, the light. Who cares? This I will a, never. This is a $20 <laughs> bottle of wine, and I think for that price, it's, I think it's really delicious. delicious. I think it's delicious. Uh, Got the red fruit there, a little herbal thing going on. It's, you should uh, have this with the uh, tri-tip. Nice va- Oh, wait, I just eat it like this. There we go. I just oh, yeah. bite the... Hmm. I'm just eating with his fingers like a caveman. Well, I'm doing a show here. He's got one. Who's me? This is nice. Yeah, mm. nice. Do you think it sounds good to the people? <laughs> people are throwing up now. They're out, they're out on a jog. Oh, that's so good with the tri-tip. Are you kidding me, though? Wow, that is really good. Jesus. Let's All right, the so the, the Primus Carmenere is delicious with tri-tip. All right. With those nice grill marks. We got one more. I saved the big boy for last. Oh, I boy. thought we were working up. What do we got? The Hannah. Ooh. H-A-N-N-A. 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay. From the Alexander Valley. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So this, this winery's been around since the early 90s. Which uh, seems like not long ago, but it is, unfortunately. Yeah. Let me get, there we go. There she is. Okay. Oh. And this is, go ahead, bring us, bring us. This is, this is a Cabernet Sauvignon from mm-hmm. the Alexander Valley. This is a 2018. Oof. So it's going to be big, right? Like from that area, that cab, California cab. Well, again, not necessarily. There are California cabs that are a little more restrained and, and lighter. And there are some that are big, beefy boys. How would you describe this one? This is on the big, beefy boy end of the scale. This is? Yeah. You can smell, I mean, can you smell the... Yeah. This is going to burn when you... Not in a a bad way. I don't mean that like it's whiskey or anything like that. But I can smell the... You can also, if you swirl your glass in the... Your wine in the glass, you can see how viscous... People talk about legs in the wine, by the way. Just if if it looks nice, that doesn't mean the wine is good. I don't know why people have come to this misconception of like, oh, it's got really nice legs. That's just a signifier of how much alcohol is in your wine. So if you've got really big, heavy, thick tiers that are moving really slowly down the side of your glass, it's going to be higher in alcohol. 
if it's really light and it's just running down the side of your glass, you can't even see those legs or those tears. It's just lighter in alcohol. doesn't mean the wine's good or not. Just alcohol, baby. I got to tell you, this one is really delicious. That's a big boy. I'm wondering how much it is. It's a big boy. Um, I know they use a significant amount of new oak in this. I did look that up. So I imagine it's north of the $30 range. That's what I'm guessing. Around yeah. 35 bucks a bottle. Probably, yeah. Really delicious, though. Oak is expensive, by the way. A new barrel, I think, cost anywhere from like $1,500 to $4,000. And is it getting worse now with Probably. like everything else? Everything's getting worse. Super expensive? Oh. Yep. Everything's expanding. Prices is my waistline. My God. My intolerance. Do you think we cheered people up? Because this, this might be the, this might be the <laughs> last show. This is the- what happens when you start drinking. It's this- really fun and happy. And then by episode two, it just gets really depressing and dark. <laughs> and you're eating and drinking and talking about how much you eat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is awesome. Hold on. Here we go. I got a drop for you. It's driving me to drink. There you go. Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Um, Seriously, don't drink to cover up your problems. It don't doesn't do help. It. You know, it's just there's there's far better ways to cope. Like therapy or nature. No, I was going to say something else, but uh, that's me. So, Make Claire. Yes. What when does how many how many episodes of Sparklers will there be? There are going to be thirteen episodes in total. It uh, the finale is on February eighth. Okay. It gets pretty. Uh, I know it. It started sad for me, um, and maybe a couple other cast members. But it uh, it starts getting really interesting over the next few episodes, and then by episode eight, it's anybody's game. Maybe is it? I don't know. You'll have to tune in to watch out. Psalm TV. You can sign up. It's five ninety nine a month, or you can pay fifty bucks for the entire year, or twenty bucks for the entire year or if you want to get on the deals. deals. Claire's got some sweet deals. I wasn't privy she to does. these, <laughs> but apparently you can get in on it. And yep. there's a lot of content in there. There's a lot of Claire Copy in there, and there's you a know? lot of other people that are incredibly informative. I uh, only <laughs> care about Claire Copy. I don't. In fact, if I see a video by somebody else, it actually makes me angry. No, oh, they're. <laughs> I don't want them there, Claire. I don't like, want them on out. the channel. Get out. Get out. There's good people. This is Claire's channel. It would be a good gift. It's not my channel. It's a channel of everybody. Uh, and it's a great gift for the holidays. I mean, that's the gift of wine and, and food and knowledge. And it's fun to crack open a bottle with your loved one, sit down, watch the show. And Did you say crack open a bottle with your lover? Yes. Is that what you just said? Your lover of the moment. <laughs> Whoever they know. Now be. we're getting into the sexy part. Stay um, tuned for episode three where we talk about To recap. Claire's, Claire's clearly been... I'm off the rails. Wine. <laughs> to recap what we had here, we had the Baronia from Rioja. Mm, we had mm-hmm. the Primus from Chile. Love Block from New Zealand. Yep. Hannah Cabernet Sauvignon from the Alexander Valley mm. up in Northern California. And Caduceus Eravata 2018 from Arizona. Cool Arizona wine. That surprised me. Claire, again, <laughs> let me thank you for making this holiday season special for me and the listeners at what we're drinking. But Dan Dunmore, I'm already looking forward to having you back in 2022. That'd be awesome. Isn't that kind of crazy? It's almost 2022. I know. Fuck. We're all going to die. That's the second time I said that, by the way. Jesus. <laughs> but for just now, this is lovely. And, and just so you know. <laughs> uh, never mind. <laughs> There we go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
Yes, yeah, see, we're happy. It's the most wonderful time. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. You can follow me at the Inviber at WWD underscore podcast. Follow Claire Copey on all the social medias. Go to Psalm TV. Pick up these wines. I'll be posting them on Instagram. And if you don't hear from me the rest of this year, well, just know that I like you. Mildly. Holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. He said gay. It's the happy. Oh, that. Okay. It's like happy. Hey-ho. There'll be parties for posting marshmallows for toasting and carrying out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most. I've had enough of that. <laughs> it's so happy, though. It's, As the most. It's too happy. There we go. Now we're out of here. Just put the thong song on. You're thinking about it now, aren't you? Where do I find that one? All right, we're out of here. Happy holidays, everyone.